Hey, and welcome to Hypnotize Me, the podcast about hypnosis, transformation, and healing. This is Dr. Elizabeth Bonet, and I'm your host. This podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment, nor should it be. If you need therapy or hypnotherapy, please seek a trained professional. I do hypnosis all over the world, so if you'd like to learn more about me, you can do that at my website, drlizhypnosis.com. That's D-R-L-I-Z hypnosis.com. Now on to our episode. Hey, and welcome to the brand new season of Hypnotize Me, the podcast all about hypnosis, transformation, and healing. I am Dr. Liz, your host, and I'm so excited to be back for season three. I've had about a month break, and I definitely needed the break. It's really nice to be able to catch your breath, plan for the new season, see what you want to do. So to start off here, thank you to everyone who took the podcast survey to let me know a little bit about who you are. I have a much better idea of who my listeners are now. So about 90% of you are women. So go girl power. You tend to be more educated than not. I have listeners in every single age category. So that's a wonderful thing. About 80% of you have kids. 98% said that the podcast has helped either you or someone you know with 80% saying it's helped a moderate amount or more. That's fantastic. That really keeps me going. It really does because that is one of the main purposes of doing the podcast is to help you guys, to help my listeners or someone you know. Absolutely love that. It gives my life a lot of meaning. So thank you so much for answering that question. And finally, most of you like a mix of solo and interview episodes But 75% of you want to hear more about healing in general, about transformation and not solely focused on hypnosis. So the question here I asked was, do you want to hear more about other techniques, other strategies I use like dialectical behavior therapy or ACT or some different modalities? So 75% of the listeners said, yeah, bring it on. So that's fantastic. It helps expand the podcast a little bit. And that fits with going into season three and year three for me. Like I absolutely love hypnosis. I love doing it in my practice. I love talking about it. I like doing the research about it. But I also use all kinds of transformational strategies in my practice. And I love to talk to people about all kinds of different ways of transforming and growing in their life. So that is coming up in the new year is a little bit more varied interviews and topics. This first episode of the season, I thought I would start off with a conversation about some of the common questions around hypnosis. You're going to hear my fiance and I talking about his questions. And he represents a lot of people that I know that I meet where they just don't know how hypnosis works, or they have these major big questions that they want answered. And it's a little bit different to talk to someone in a conversation about that versus me just giving you the information. So I do have an FAQ that I did way back when I started the podcast. I think it's episode like two or three or something. But this is a different way to answer some of those questions. And we talk about a lot of things during this interview. Like how does hypnosis actually work? Can it make you tell the truth? So we talk some about lying in hypnosis. What if a scary memory comes up? 
Um, can you use hypnosis for dating? That's a funny question, right? And that wasn't actually like a question asked, but somehow we got onto that topic. And what are some of the top requests I get? And we also talk quite a bit about couples. So I do want to tell you that Stacy does talk with his hands, just like I do. When you podcast, you get used to talking less with your hands. Like you don't want to hit the table because it'll create this little muffled um, pop almost on the mic and the sound. And sometimes you can edit those out. And sometimes you can't if someone's talking during it. So I do want to warn you, there's a couple of those throughout the interview, but I felt like it was such a fun interview that you'd want to hear it anyway. And they're not really big ones. They're not really obtrusive. They're not going to hurt your hearing or anything. But I just want to warn you that in case that's your pet peeve. I know it is for some people. All right, let's jump in. Here is the first episode of season three, episode 95. This is Stacey Manning, my fiance. Hi, how are you? And he's going to be on the podcast this week yeah, because I love how he sounds. Yeah. My first podcast. His first podcast interview. Not your first podcast that you've listened to. Right. What was your first podcast that you listened to? I have no idea. Mine. Was it? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Because you didn't know what a podcast was when I met you. Well, I kind of knew what one was, but I just didn't listen to it. Right. Until I sent you mine. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's a podcast virgin. <laughs> oh, wow. That's what I'm about the only kind of virgin I am. Yeah. All right. So when I first met Stacy, he really didn't know much about hypnosis, right? Right. Okay. I still don't know an incredible amount. About hypnosis. About hypnosis. You know an incredible amount about other things. Well, let's not get... <laughs> Let's not let's get. Keep it clean. Let's 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 keep this on track. Let's okay. not get off track. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm tickling myself now. Okay. Yeah, like, um, I'm not touching you yet. No. I- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So I thought I would interview him as a person who has questions about hypnosis. Yeah, like, because I I've, I haven't had a lot of dealings with anyone that has uh, gone through hypnosis and don't know really how it works. Mm -hmm. And so I have had some questions about it. Okay, Okay. great. All right, tell them where you're from so that they know where your accent's from. Well, I was born in Arkansas and raised in Louisiana. You can't get much more screwed up than that unless you're born in Arkansas and maybe raised in Mississippi. But... um, So, yeah, yeah, but uh, Louisiana, I spent most of my life in Louisiana, northern Louisiana. So, they call northwest Louisiana part of Texas. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, and I was raised in Texas, so. Yeah. Sometimes when I, yeah, (laughs) sometimes when I talk to them, my Texas accent comes out a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, a little. Sometimes people can't place my accent because they just. Really? They don't, they don't. They can't place it. They think, well, you, know, you don't sound like you're from Louisiana. You don't oh. sound like you're from Texas. Uh-huh. You're not Arkansas. You're not Mississippi. Uh-huh. And a lot of people, a lot of people guess like Oklahoma, Nebraska, Kansas. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, it's not Southern Louisiana. Like New Orleans accent's no. very different. Yeah. Right. I'm not a Cajun. You are a Cajun. I'm not a, well, I'm not, no, I'm not really a Cajun. You're not really a Cajun. I'm not really a Cajun. No. All right. 
If you want to know how, if you want to know how Cajuns really sound in South Louisiana, you can look up Justin Wilson. Um, he's a on YouTube. Uh, he's a chef, a Cajun chef. Uh huh. And um, if you can follow his, if you can follow his language, you you'll be fine. <laughs> but if you can't follow it, then you need to stay your ass out of Louisiana. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what's your first question about hypnosis? Um, just how in general does it work? How it works. Yeah. yeah. It's a question I get all the time. Yeah. So, the theory about hypnosis, when they study the brain under hypnosis, mm-hmm. is that it's laying down new neural pathways in the brain. Oh. So, have you ever seen those freaky videos? Like they look like little alien worlds where it's like the protein is moving down the neuron in the brain. Yeah, I've never seen anything. Oh, you haven't? No. Okay. Well, maybe I'll put a link to one in the show notes or something if I can find it. But you're actually building neural pathways all the time in the brain. And they're like deeper grooves in the brain for stuff that you've done a really long time. Oh. So when you're doing hypnosis, yeah, it is sort of neat. Yeah. You're laying down a new neural pathway that your brain's going to choose over the old one. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh. You're programming the brain. You are. You're programming the brain. Yeah. Or reprogramming, that, if you want to call it that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when you do that, it's affecting the autonomic nervous system which includes the GI system, the parasympathetic nervous system, which is that system that sends you into your emergency response. You know, when let's say something bad happens or you see something bad happening and you're all of a sudden you're like flushed, right? You're like, woof. And you're ready for action. Right. Well, there's flight, fright or freeze. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it affects that system as well. We know that changing the heart rate, changing the breathing, changing even the um, blood flow because they know that there's less bleeding during surgeries. Oh, okay. Wow. So, uh, well, that's some very that's that's a lot of that that's a lot of information about how hypnosis works. But now I'm going to ask a question that um, I think a lot of people are kind of worried about. Uh huh. Um, you know. There's you you see the the hypnosis shows in you know in Vegas where the guy's doing the showman type hypnosis and gonna make you cluck like a chicken and right. you know um, and I there's a lot of people that I I think that there's a lot of people that are worried that um, if they go under hypnosis that you'll be able to plant suggestions or you know make them do things that they no, wouldn't normally do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, most of the time, funny things, or that they may they may be forced to tell the truth. Like, you know, hypnosis is almost a truth serum. Oh, you know, that um, would be nice. Yeah, I'd like use it on my kids, right? right. <laughs> Absolutely. It's the reason I've never lied to you uh-huh. because I, you know, That's you're gonna find out eventually. That- <laughs> And one of these days you might hypnotize me and, you know, so I want to have my conscience clear. That's but right. But there's a lot of people out there that I think, you know, they kind of worry about stuff like that. Can you, 
you know, can you make them do funny things or mm-hmm. can you plant trigger words, mm-hmm. you know, so that a certain word is said and they act a certain way or, you All know. Right, so let's, let's take a couple of those. Okay. All right. So is it a truth serum? No. Okay. I can't like make you tell a truth under hypnosis that, um, or else that, you know, the course would be using it, right? And they don't. That's called a lie detector. Right. <laughs> they don't even use lie detector tests because those can be fooled. Right. So the human beings are actually very skilled at lying. And we don't have any system that can guarantee. Most, most human beings are most skilled Most human at beings. Lying. We don't have any system that can guarantee whether someone's telling the truth or not. None. Even really highly trained professionals when they look at the studies. Okay. okay. They have a percentage of being right, but there's no one who's 100%. Okay. Okay, so that's one. So it doesn't work under hypnosis that all of a sudden you're going to tell the truth. Now, wait a minute. Before we go any further, if there's yeah. any kids listening to this, um, this this uh, this thought that uh, humans um, are good at lying and um, that there's no <laughs> way that you know you can definitely tell if somebody's telling the truth. That does not apply to mothers. That's right. It doesn't if, apply to if, your mama. If there's kids out there listening to this, y'all better, y'all better toe the line because mama's going to know. That's right. You know the best way to tell if someone's lying, you don't know it very well. Right. Is to baseline them. Well, let's not get into drugs. Let's just stay <laughs> no. Baselining is like you ask them questions that you know they're going to tell the truth about. Right. Like, what's your name and where are you from? And yeah. How many brothers and sisters do you have? Something like that. Right? My name's where Donald and I'm from New York. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> I'm president now. And now I know your, <laughs> now I know your tell. <laughs> so you, you see how they look when they're telling the truth. And then you ask them a question which you know is not the truth. Right? Mm-hmm. So are you 12 when they're like six, let's say, and they say, no, you know, and their eyes go up, right? They're telling something honest, right? But then once you have that, like, this is what the person looks like when they're telling the truth. When they lie, it's more apparent to you. Now, not always. If you're talking about master level liars, which are absolutely different levels, that doesn't work in general. Okay. Unless you're really skilled at picking up these tiny micro expressions that people have. Yeah, I can't pick up full yeah. blown expressions. <laughs> so people have different skill level, skill level about whether they tune into micro expressions or not. But most of us, the micro expressions are operating on the subconscious level. We have an intuitive sense. So sometimes you'll get an intuitive sense that someone's lying, that they're yeah. a liar, right? Yeah, yeah. But you can't quite put your finger on it. Right. You're probably picking up their micro expressions. If you watch the news with the sound off, it's good training for this. Wow. I've never someone's, thought about that. Yeah. If like, um, if you look at like high profile cases where they're accusing some, the one that pops to mind really is like this case where the mother had been, had said her child had been kidnapped. Okay. Right. But she was a suspect. Right. So if you watch the news reports on silent, so you're not hearing her like fake cry and everything, you pick up much more on her nonverbals and it's pretty apparent that she's lying. Hmm. And she did turn out to be, she had killed the little girl herself. 
I think I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's when you begin to tune into that and train on that, then it's better. Anyway, yeah. that's not the point, right? Of hypnosis. Yeah. It's just an interesting sidetrack that we had. Right. About Lyme. Yeah. So that's the best way is to baseline someone. And then you know what they look like when they're not telling the truth. Okay. Well, going so, back to the hypnosis part of it. Yes. The other thing you ask is whether I can make somebody do something. Do I plant ideas or trigger words or something? Yeah. That's what you asked, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, yes, you can do that, which is why it's really important to find somebody who practices ethically, who has good references, who belongs to some organizations, who is well-trained. I would add sometimes in there who's licensed. It just gives you another level of assurity. Some people would disagree with me on that. Right. They hold a professional license. Right. Okay? There's plenty of ethical hypnotists who don't hold professional licenses. Like they're not doctors or counselors or anything like that. Right. Okay. Right. Because someone can suggest to you things under hypnosis. Hmm that you may not want to do or be happy with. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to go out and do it. Okay? Yeah, but I see... But you're I more can, susceptible. I, I, mean, I, I can see this. I, I can see where this is going to go. Where? Right. Yeah, you're, you're going to hypnotize me, uh-huh. and you're going to plant some kind of word, and then I'm going to go and do the dishes whenever I really don't like doing <laughs> dishes. I can see that. I can see that happen. That's already happened. What do you it's mean? A, can you well, see that? <laughs> I don't... But, oh, well, maybe... No, I don't do the dishes that much. <laughs> That's a good idea. Oh, <laughs> okay, well, I done, I've, I've done screwed it up now. You have. Yeah. yeah. So what we call that in hypnosis, though, if you're talking about a trigger word, is often we'll use a color or an object. Like I have these marbles, this bowl of marbles in my office. Yeah. Right? And you can create an anchor, that's what we call it, with a marble or a color, or a word, someone wants a word. Words get tricky because words get used all the time yeah. in different contexts. It's nice to know that you, you, you've got all your marbles. <laughs> yeah, I do, right? Yeah. Clients really like them. Yeah. They they like they feel good in the hand, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I, I got to say, I can't wait to marry you next Saturday. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be awesome to you be You know this husband. isn't going to like air for like weeks. Well, that's all right. That's all right? Yeah, because okay. by the time anybody hears it, they'll say, oh, well, they're married now. Oh, yeah. They're husband and wife. They are. Really? So sweet. Yeah. yeah. Well, me too. But back to the point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to the point. All right. So Stay on track, Stacey. Yes. Stay on track. So often we'll say a color. Right. right? Like the color um, blue, a deep, a deep rich blue, or an aqua blue, or a light blue. Every time you see this color blue, then you'll feel more of a sense of peace and calm. Okay, so you're associating it with something good. Oh. If you're a good hypnotist or hypnotherapist. That's not what. That's not where my mind is going. I know. Like, could you associate it with something bad? Yeah. There's. There is, there is a guy years and years ago. This is probably 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. He talked about like dark side dating techniques. I don't remember how I ran across his site. Dark side dating techniques? Yes. What is he using the force or something? He is. Well, for evil, right? Because his oh. whole thing was to coach men about how to get women, period. And often like women in bed, right? By 
running these like verbal patterns on them, okay, these like scripts on them, and implanting ideas and suggestions that, you know, this woman would go home with them. Really? Right? Yes. Well, I never had to have that. I never had to do that. That's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah I never had to do that. I mean, that. most men don't have to do that. You could train someone to do that, to where... Totally unethical. Yes, totally unethical. And are they um, making a formal trance with that person? No, they're just meeting them in a bar or out for coffee or something like that. But even let's say you're sitting and talking talking to someone on a first date, yeah. right? Yeah. And we've both had plenty of those because right. we were both single for like a decade. Yeah. Okay. So. And then we had our first date that lasted for eight hours of yes. us just talking. Was it eight or nine? It was uh, it was eight. You're positive? It was eight. Yeah. Okay. Eight hours. All right. I trust you on that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So when you're on a first date uh-huh. and it's going well, right. let's say, you're in somewhat of a trance with that person, right? You're vibing on each other. Most, you're tuned into each most other. definitely. You're listening closely. Absolutely. Right? You're making jokes, hopefully, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. You're talking about stuff. You're picking up on all kinds of body language. Yeah. But yeah. you entrain with them. Now, couples do this, too. They've been together a long time. Right. They're totally tuned into each other. Right. Where one will walk in the door and have a certain expression on their face, and the other one will immediately know what's going on. Right. Okay. So, what does it mean that? Uh, the, the, what, what does it mean for us whenever? Because I mean, I've been in sync with you since the first time I saw you. I think. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. I mean, well, that process deepens as you get to know. Well, another yeah, person, it's have to right? Hopefully, positively. Yeah. And often, yeah. actually, when couples fall out of that alignment is when they come in for couples therapy and things we do begin to shift. They're like, you know, I have no idea what's going on with her these days. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, really, yeah. you do know what. How many, time, how many times yes. do you hear that? <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's like they've fallen out of their... Entrainment, really. They've fallen yeah. out of that vibe together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They've fallen out of their couple trance, basically. Yeah. Okay. And then they, and then a lot of times they'll, they'll take that for more than what it is, thinking that there's maybe a major problem, but yes. there's really not. It's just you need to tune back in. Yeah. Sometimes you they know? need to tune back yeah, in. Just, sometimes it is a bigger problem. But sometimes. A sign sometimes, of a bigger yeah. problem. Well, they you haven't checked in and you true. haven't been, yes. in, you know, they have to make engaged. time to do that. Yeah. To get back in sync with each other. Right. Couple therapists, we have like bags of tricks that we help them do that. And they're simple. Like sometimes it's as simple as what, like bags of bag. You say bags of tricks. Is yeah. that like, you know, we have different tools they is can that like use. A, the serum tricks? Shut up. So sometimes it's as simple as like when someone comes home. Skittles. You hug. Oh. I love Skittles. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And whenever we come, whenever I come home. That's implanted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the, a trigger word. That's the trigger word. Skittles. Skittles. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. Every time I say Skittles, you're going to hug me. Yeah. How about that? that so fun. no, but I mean, whenever I come home. Right. You know. If you're sitting down, you generally head toward the door mm-hmm. to give me a hug and greet me. And, and I, I tend to do that same thing. Yes. Maybe not every time, mm-hmm. but yeah, I always want to come to the door and 
give you a hug and right. a little kiss and say, how was your day? And Right. You reconnect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So part of that is connecting on like an energetic level. Right. With each other. Right. Right. Getting back in tune. Getting back in tune. Because you've been apart the day. Yeah. We were well, talking about on a first date and the, oh, the yeah, like dark horse techniques or whatever. Right. The dark side techniques. Yeah. So he would teach these guys. Of like, all right, you're on a first date and how to entrain with a woman, actually. How to like enter into a trance with her. Because some guys have no clue about how to do that. Some women right. have no clue about how to do that either. Right. Okay. So right. Right. he would teach them, okay, how do you do that? How do you connect with someone? But then also, how do you start to implant suggestions that they are going to like you and they are going to sleep with you and they are going to like, you know, go home with you that night or whatever it is. Right. Okay. So... The point of that is... I'm obviously not very good at that. You didn't do that with me, so... <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. You said you weren't trying to do that. No, you were just trying to get to know me. Right, I was. Yes, and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Especially after the first 15 minutes of shock wore off. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> the first time I saw you, I literally went into shock for the first 10 or 15 minutes. I could, I can't remember Yeah. the first 10 or 15 minutes of that day. Because you're in trance. Because I was, I was. You were in trance. I was in trance. <laughs> all right. I was, I was, uh, I was, I was just. I like to say in shock because I can't. I can't remember the yeah. first ten or fifteen minutes. I vaguely remember walking through the restaurant to get mm-hmm. to the table. I vaguely remember the first few minutes of conversation mm-hmm. because I was just so. Enamored. All right, back to hypnosis. Okay, hypnosis. Baby. Back to the hypnosis. <laughs> so, did that answer your questions? Like, did yeah, I think so. It did. Okay. I mean, show hypnosis is its own thing, and I actually have a couple of episodes about show hypnosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And why someone will do funny stuff up there on the stage? Yeah, right? you. Yeah, you. You interviewed. Yeah. A, interviewed a guy that does I the did. show hypnosis. I really yes. Know. Yeah. yeah. So I actually did a couple of episodes about show hypnosis. Yeah. Right. Rich Guzzi, Mariana Matthews. Matthews. Yeah. Yes. And then a, a little mini episode: the difference between show hypnosis and clinical hypnosis. Right. Like being in clinical hypnosis is when you're in someone's office. Right. You're not in on a stage as part of a show in front of hundreds of people. Yes, and that's episode eighty-seven, eighty-eight, and eighty-nine. Okay. Okay. So, but the point of those episodes is that. Someone could, let's say, help you do funny things. Like you're not going to do something that you're not going to consent to. All of those people have gotten up on stage with consent. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. And that's part of why they're doing funny things. Right. When someone's coming into my office, they want to be there. And occasionally someone can't be hypnotized. It's about 15% of the population who cannot. And very occasionally I say, well... I can't hypnotize you. Huh. Yeah. Well. Most of the people I can. Yeah. So, <laughs> other questions? Um, no, that's it. That's it? That's yeah. Those, I mean, the main the main ones mm-hmm. were how does hypnosis work? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, like I said, a lot of people, oh, I don't want to be hypnotized. They, they can make you do all kinds of weird stuff or... You know, they can make you, they can force you to tell the truth. And there's some things that I just don't want to admit mm-hmm. or I don't want to say, you know. Well, and there are times that people come into my office and they're worried 
about what they're going to discover under hypnosis. Now, this is not generally someone who's coming in for like a fear of flying or headaches, migraines, or IBS. Okay. Those people aren't worried because they're not going back to childhood and looking at stuff. Yeah, right. But I do this other technique, the core healing technique that I've talked about before on the podcast and in my YouTube videos and all that, where we are going to childhood or to an earlier time in your life. It's not always childhood. Sometimes it's teenage. Sometimes it's early 20s. Sometimes it's three years ago. You know, like someone who wants to process some kind of trauma that happened. Yeah. Even a couple of years ago. Yeah. So sometimes those people are scared about what they might, what they, what might come up. Okay. And what I tell them is that's what I'm here for. Right. Right. Like I have the training to know what to do. If you get scared under hypnosis, so okay, we now, will handle that. Okay, so so now here's another question. Um, I'm I'm a fan of older TV shows. There was one episode of Mash mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, a guy was out in the battlefield. He had um, you know a traumatic experience, and he had temporary amnesia whenever he showed up at the Mash. And the doctors were trying to figure out, you know, who he was and what happened. And, you know, and so they did a hypnosis and they figured out what was wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. And then toward the end of the hypnosis, the guy, the doctor said, look, look, you know, I need you to remember. Mm -hmm. I need you to remember whenever so that we can work through this and we can work on this and we can get better. Mm hmm. And so then they wake him up and he's all straight faced and all of a sudden he breaks down because he does remember what happened. Mm, So I guess my question would be, um, do you remember when you wake up, do you remember everything that you worked on in while you were hypnotized or generally um, you do almost always. Okay. Or are there some instances where you will, remember something in hypnosis, but then block it out again once you get brought back in. Well, so there's not a simple answer to that question. Okay. Okay. So one is when I'm working, I would always ask, is it safe to remember? Oh. Now, obviously their goal is different if they're in like a uh, match is like a a combat. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That goal is different. But in my well, it was office, made for TV, so. well, yeah, that too. <laughs> but let's assume the scene is real right. or based on some kind of reality, right. right? Right, right. So in my office, I'm saying, is it safe to remember? So that if it isn't safe for someone, they can answer me, no, it's not. And like, okay, and we don't need to go there if it's not safe for them to remember it. Okay. Okay. So that's one aspect of it. The second aspect is. Do you remember everything you worked on under hypnosis, mm-hmm. things that came up? And most people do. When okay. we're doing the kind of technique where we're going back to see what happened. Okay, so I'm asking questions, they're answering. So there's the part of their working brain that's answering those questions, that's pretty aware, and that remembers all of that. Okay. Okay? All right. When I'm doing more of what I call like a receptive hypnosis, so they're not doing any talking. They're just receiving the suggestions. They're going into a state of relaxation. And then I'm making suggestions. So that's the type I do for migraines, IBS, 
um, some medical hypnosis, you know, insomnia, right? Right. Right. Then often they'll drift off and they don't know what I'm saying. And they don't remember suddenly when they wake up what I said. Over time, let's say, let's take scenario one where someone goes back, discovers what happened, what was impactful in their childhood. Mm -hmm. Okay. And those memories become clearer. I can give you my own experience since I did the core healing technique myself to be trained in it. My experience was I went back very, very early childhood and a memory that I had had in fragments from three years old was suddenly very clear. Oh, wow. And it was clear when I woke up too. Oh, wow. From hypnosis. Right. It came out of it or however you want to put that. Yeah. When the hyp- hypnotherapist brought me out. Yeah. Okay. It remained clear. Now I could have like written it all down and it probably still remained clear. But now that it's been like months and months later, it's not as clear because that's sort of how memory works often. Right. 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 So over time, you may go back to fragments. You may not though. It may remain very crystal clear to you. Okay. Just depends. Okay. You've mentioned a couple of times, mm-hmm. uh, migraines and IBS. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, most people's um, impression of hypnosis is that it is for primarily to correct bad behavior. You know, mm-hmm. they want to use it to quit smoking mm-hmm. or they they want to use it to, um, you know, help control anger mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more a behavioral. I think a lot of times people look at hypnosis and say, well, I need to go and get hypnotized so that I can quit smoking or so I can keep from being so angry mm-hmm. or blowing up or whatever. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the, I guess you would say, some of the average or ordinary things that you can help with hypnosis and then some of the things that uh, you can help with this hypnosis that people don't really associate, you know, IBS, mm-hmm. nobody, I, whenever the first time you said that you could help somebody with IBS, I was like, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I've never, ever heard mm-hmm. of hypnosis helping IBS, but you have had, you know, you've, you've had success Yes. With it. So what are some, what are the, what's the gamut of things that can. I mean, it's not like hypnosis cannot fix everything. It's not a magic wand, right? Okay. Sometimes I feel like it's similar to like a yoga teacher. You've talked to a yoga teacher and you're like, well, my left arm is falling off. And they're like, I have a yoga pose that can fix that. Right. (laughs) That's often how yoga teachers are. Right. Like, Oh, something going on. We can fix that with yoga. Right. Which is not the, not the case really. Right. Right. But like if you talk to a more practical yoga instructor, instead right. of myself, yeah. make sure that you have a very safe, knowledgeable yoga teacher. Right. Right. But let's go back Same to with hypnosis. hypnotherapy. Okay. So some <laughs> hypnotists are like, hypnosis can fix anything. And I, I don't believe no, that. No. I really and I don't, don't either. Yeah. I don't, I, so it's like, is there a gamut of problems that people call me for? Yeah. I mean, phobias, it's pretty clear. Phobias, you know, um, fear of heights, fear of flying, those type of things. Fear right. of bugs. I got a call once. There, Stop smoking, obviously. Well, I mean, if you, if you had to, okay, let's, let's, let's reframe the question. Yeah. How about giving me the, Top 10, top five or top 10 uh-huh. things that people would come in to see you for. 
Yeah, that to, see me. To okay. see you. That a hypnosis that hypnosis would help. IBS, migraines, stop smoking, anxiety, uh, fear flying. So phobias in general. That's five. Okay. Right but there. phobias in general. You want ten? No, you don't have to have ten. Okay. But phobias five? phobias in general. Yeah. Okay. Phobias in general. Right. And then and then and and then that would be some of the things that people might want help with that they wouldn't normally think would um, that they could normally see it. Insomnia. People come in a lot for insomnia. insomnia. Sorry, I forgot to oh, mention that. Oh, oh, I know another one. You said that. Yeah. Um, you said that uh, if people go are going in for a surgery, yes, that you can do a pre-surgery hypnosis and it helps to speed up healing. Yes, so we're and, up to seven right there, right? <laughs> uh, something like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I said five too. So I think I said five yeah. to ten. I think five or okay. Or all right. So all right. we're we're in that range. Yeah, surgery absolutely. So, yeah. And there's been plenty of research around that stuff that it shortens surgery times because it shortens bleeding times and all kinds of stuff around that, like medical research that the medical schools do. Really? Yes. Cool. Yeah. Same for IBS. It was researched in a medical school. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Right. Migraines, the protocol I do for migraines is based on several research protocols. Once a lot of studies are done, then... They do like a meta study. So they take all the studies and they look at it and they say, okay, is this to the point that we can consider it a standard of treatment, quote unquote? Okay. Okay. Right. So let's say they discover a new drug, right? And they test that drug and it goes through all the channels and they continue to test the drug. And it's so effective or it reaches effectiveness rate that eventually they consider that a standard of treatment. When they were started to look at IBS and migraines, it's so effective that it starts to become a standard of treatment. Oh. Like we know this is going to work. Okay. Right. You know, now they can't guarantee that because just like certain drugs. Right. They yeah. work with some people and not others. Right. Right. So part of that is individual. Okay. Um, and I've never asked you this question, so I'm going to ask it now. Uh-huh. Um, I am, I'm the type of person, I like to think outside the box, uh-huh. you know, right. I think you know that about yes. me. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and whenever it comes to an issue that might or might not be helped by hypnosis, mm-hmm. I think that, uh, there's, the, there's one thing that, uh, that's, that tends to be a problem in a lot of marriages, mm-hmm. a lot of relationships, mm-hmm. uh, intimacy, mm-hmm. um, uh, thankfully, that's not one of our issues. We don't have that issue, but, um, I, you know, I mean, I, I, well, what I've do you been, mean? I've been through, I went through counseling with mm-hmm. my last marriage and it, it focused around intimacy issues. Mm-hmm. Um, nowadays, if a guy's got a problem, right, there's a pill. Yes. Through all the research and through all the trials and everything, they haven't been able to come up with a pill for a woman. Correct. But let's say that a woman is suffering from low sex drive. Would mm-hmm. hypnosis be able to help that in any way? Yes. Really? Yes, depending. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I Guys, think so. hey, there's hope. <laughs> you know? I think so. There's a lot of hope out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, that's... A, that's Okay, low sex drive right. in a woman. Right. Right? Right. So if you look at the dual control model of sexuality, we uh-huh. all have brakes and accelerators. Right. Okay. 
So often what we identify as a low sex drive in a woman means that she has um, big old breaks. So almost anything will stop her. Right. And low. a very sensitive accelerator, meaning right. that things have to be just right for that gas to go. Okay. What, hap- what happens if you've got no brakes and wide open accelerator? Shush. <laughs> 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 so, you can have the opposite problem. Right. You can have too much desire. And let's say that when you get under stress, right, that's your go-to sometimes. That happens too. Okay. Oh. Sometimes that can go into sex addiction, right? Yeah, yeah. But sometimes that just means like you have a partner that's like wants more sex than the other person if that's not a match. Right. Okay. So it, when you take anything to extremes, there can be problems. Exactly. But if you're going more in the middle, right. Right. Then it's a matter of, okay, could hypnosis help a woman sort of recalibrate her accelerators and brakes? Meaning, can a hypnosis help a woman be more in the moment of what's going on? Okay. Versus. Okay. Something outside stopping her, or even right. some thought. So often these are thoughts yeah. that'll stop somebody. Yeah. Or hearing something meaning like, is when the kid's awake? Then boom, it's over. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she has a really hard time getting back into it. Yeah. Like once that happens. Yeah. All right? Um, okay. Yeah. So could hypnosis help that person get back more into the moment? Well, yeah, I would say so. Absolutely. My mentor actually used to have his office in a gynecologist's office. And so he would get... Well, that was convenient. Yes, he would get a lot of these cases. And almost always he could help them cool. to change some of that acceleration and brakes. Very okay? good. Very. Change some of those scripts that got... Or templates. They call them sexual templates that got laid down pretty early for them. They get laid down pretty early for everybody. Yeah. So can we change some of those templates? Yeah, we can. The person wants to. Can we rewrite some of that acceleration and break? Yeah, we can. So that's that's a long answer. Very good. Like I said, guys, there's hope. (laughs) All right. So you want to wrap this up? Yeah, I think we've, uh, I think we've covered the big, big questions and, yeah. A lot of good information. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. So we're going to sign off here from the loft. Yeah. Yeah. A recording session. The loft. The loft. That's right. I like the loft. Yeah. The loft is a great place, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It, it is. is. <laughs> but now. Yes. Now I think it is time for us to uh, go and spend a little quality time. Snuggle up on the couch watching a little uh, football. Football. Yeah. Yes. The football trans. Exactly. Totally enter the football trance. Absolutely. Yes. All right. So, everyone, peace. Have a wonderful week. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.
hope you truly enjoyed today's episode. Remember that you can get free hypnosis downloads over at my website, drlizhypnosis.com, D-R-L-I-Z hypnosis.com. I work all over the world doing hypnosis. So if you're interested in working with me, please schedule a free consultation over at my website and we'll see what your goals are and if I can be of service to you in helping you reach them. Finally, if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast or tell a friend. That way more and more people learn about the power of hypnosis.